0: Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. Join us each week as we bring you something new. Interviews with experts and inspiring guests, and panel discussions where we'll bring in diverse perspectives about trending business topics. Whether you're seeking inspiration or a way to reframe your future, we're glad you're joining us for this week's episode of Pivot. Welcome everyone to the Pivot Podcast. My name is Alexandra Balistrieri and I'm here with my Pivot Discovery co-founder and Pivot co-host, Kimberly Tilly. And today we are continuing our series where we profile certain strengths. StrengthFinder is an assessment based on a 40 year study created by the Gallup organization. And it's a common language of 34 talents and humans organized into four domains executing, relationship building, influencing, and strategic thinking. If you're new to StrengthsFinder, we encourage you to listen to our season two kickoff episode with Monique Betty and Judy Spear, where we discuss what a powerful tool
1: StrengthsFinder is for personal and professional development. Today's strength is individualization from the relationship building domain. Strengths in this domain help individuals build connections with others. This is an externally facing strength individualization ranks number 13 in the world population. The same strength is used differently from one person to the next, and this can be influenced by their other strengths, their values, their environment, and so many other things. And
0: today we brought together a panel, all of whom have the strength in their top five, to talk about how they use this strength in their lives. So starting with Casey, can you introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are?
2: My name is Casey. I live in San Francisco. I work for a large Bay Area tech company and I'm in the employee engagement or I fall under the employee engagement umbrella. I am a, a career life coach that help clients really uncover their, you know, their passions, their, their values and live a purpose-filled life. So When I'm not doing my day job, I'm, I'm, I'm coaching clients over this time of COVID. My, my interests have, have changed. I mean, it's funny. I I look around my apartment, uh, these days and the amount of plants that I have bought over COVID, you would think that we're living in like a small jungle, (laughs) um, but it bring me happiness. It sparks joy. So, um, Anyways, yeah, I, I've, I've been, I've become a um, quite an avid plant mom.
0: That's wonderful, Casey. Thanks for sharing. And I also, since I know you personally, I know you are a workout queen.
2: Oh <laughs> yes, that uh, that routine has definitely changed as well. But yes, working out is, um, even though it's a modified schedule, it's 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 kept me sane during um, uh, the times of quarantine.
0: Awesome. And Furman, what about you? Can you introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are?
3: Yes. Uh, my name is Furman Walker. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I'm a senior manager for a healthcare consultant company. And I've been there for close to 25 years. It'll be 25 years, I think, in May. And my my main interest uh, is trying to find different ways of strengthening my team. I feel at times that I have to think for my manager sometimes. On very basic things so i think my goal is to become a better manager is to help people that i'm leading be better associates and themselves managers to make my job a lot easier at the end of the day
0: that's wonderful and sharon let's move over to you can you introduce yourself
4: and share a little bit about who you are my name is sharon mclaughlin i live in a little town north of ottawa ontario canada I'm an HR professional. I've been in HR for over 25 years. I'm currently a director of payroll pension and benefits in municipal government. I'm a certified coach and change management professional. I am fascinated by helping people uncover the the strengths and strength finders concept and strengths leadership. And I was trained in UMAP in 2020. I'm a lifelong learner. During this time, being at home is not very hard for me because I love being at home. I love taking walks. I I live in the country. I love walking um, outside. It's winter here now, so I love getting out every day. And I try to do yoga a couple of times a week. Nice. Thank you, Sharon.
1: Thanks, everybody. As you can see, this is a pretty diverse group. So we're going to have some real variety in how people use this individualization strength. And to give you just a basic idea about individualization, someone who has this strength can see every person as a -a one-of-a-kind, distinct individual with unique qualities, characteristics, thoughts, experiences, and perceptions that make everyone distinct and different. They really don't like to stereotype. They enjoy the differences between people as opposed to seeing them as more of an inconvenience. They think and ask questions about what makes people distinct and that makes other people feel special. So that's one of the reasons it is a relationship building skill. People with individualization are known for being accepting and open-minded and they really understand the needs of others well. So with that description, I want to ask, our guest, beginning with Furman. How does that description resonate with you? And when do you notice that you're using your individualization strength?
3: Um, Well, I think it's been, I've been this way, I guess, using the strength all my life. I was just talking to my oldest child last night and telling him how I was voted the most friendliest person in my senior class and senior superlatives. So I think I've always had the knack to have people been able to move around different groups of people. And just to be their friend or that person, they can, you know, share their ideas or thoughts with me without judging them or treating them any differently. Uh, I think I've been very, I I think my goal is always trying to be very approachable to folks and so that they're not scared or nervous to ask a question or seek my advice or my help uh, in a given situation. So I think I've always, people have always drifted to me. Like I could be in a bookstore looking at a book, and the guy next to me is going to want to talk to me for whatever reason. <laughs> and so I think I, I've always had that ability for people to feel really comfortable with me. And again, when they're telling me various things, I'm not judging. I'm just, how do we solve the issue, or how you know if my advice can help you move in a certain direction just based on my own experience? So I've always been willing to to, to, to you know give people my advice just based on my own experience. And again, always been open and honest with folks. And I think people can sense that when dealing with me.
1: Definitely. And just for somebody who knows you personally, I think that's absolutely true. Casey, how does that description of individualization resonate with you? And when do you notice that you're using your individualization strength?
2: There are definitely a few descriptors that really, really stand out to me. Like, um, you know, helping individuals deal with problems and take advantage of opportunities. Um, Discovering what makes each individual truly special and unique. Um, And then, you know, searching for reasons why certain things have happened, uh, specifically why have maybe certain hardships or challenges, Occurred. I think about how it also really shows up in my coaching practice. You know, and a big part of my coaching philosophy is I strongly believe that everyone has their own unique gift and, you know, special talents that they bring to the world. And you know, I feel so passionate about wanting those individuals to share those unique gifts to the world because the world wants to meet that individual. I think too, like about some of these other descriptors, and I'm a you know, connecting connection is something that's just part of my my DNA. And when I think about connecting, I think about that in terms of you know, how can I connect people to other people. How can I connect people to opportunities or to um, uh, other projects? And I think that's served me pretty well, especially in my my work environment. It's something that I I've been able to do um, I think pretty well. And, and and kind of just knowing like what is so special and unique about each person, and being able to kind of pair them to you know whatever said opportunity or other person uh, that I think could help them kind of based on their you know their unique position. People want to be seen. People want to be heard. It's important for me to provide that space for individuals to feel that and, and to, and to see that, that I see that I see them, I hear them and to be able to elevate
1: them, you know, to, to whatever that might be, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That need to be heard is something that people underestimate all the time at our own peril. We need to give people that opportunity. Thank you for that. Sharon, I know that individualization is something that you're very passionate about. So could you talk to us a little bit about how the overall description resonates with you and when you notice that you're using that?
4: The words like unique and differences stands out to me. And not only just, we are all unique and we all come at things differently. You know, I use it as a manager Leading teams, bringing people together when we need to accomplish a goal, drawing on different people and their strengths balances out a team. I use the example for where I noticed it not only the pers- the, the the differences or the individualization of individuals, but just of of thoughts of groups of individuals. I moved from core HR into payroll pension and benefits area and we have used the same processes but the individuals on each side i didn't learn until i was in that other group but we've seen them differently and i think it's really powerful to know that you can have the same process or have the same conversation and individuals hear or in this case follow a process and take different things from that process Uh, a little bit differently. So that's, that's when I use it uh, really in relationship building and bringing people together. And I think that's, what's important. Everyone's different. Everyone perceives, you know, you can say something to, to a person and the uh, one person would take that information or take different things out of it than than the person beside them, because we are all different
1: that's such an excellent point. Because when you have a group of people that are listening to anything, they all walk away hearing something different. And that depends on them. That's a that's a fantastic point. Thank exactly. You.
0: Wow. So people definitely use this strength differently. But we do see some common themes such as your love for helping individuals deal with problems. Um, and one thing that really, I think, came through was about how people are just all different and unique and you really recognize people's differences. So Sharon,
4: how has the individualization strength benefited you personally or professionally? For for a number of years, I considered myself a project manager and thought I was successful because I was a project manager. And I then realized when when I started uncovering the strength finders concept and started learning more about that. I realized it wasn't my my strength as a project manager. While I do have responsibility and achiever and a focus in my top five, it was my ability to bring people together and form teams and and push through to get things done as what made me successful. So it wasn't until I started learning more about myself that I realized that. For me, it has helped, but I also want to point out of the importance of knowing yourself as you go through a career search. You know, when you're going through and looking for a job and interviewing for a job, if you don't understand your strengths, it's very difficult to portray and sell yourself to meet the job that, that you're trying to get and to see if it's a, it's a good match. I definitely agree. And Casey, what about
0: you? How has this individualization strength benefited you either personally or professionally?
2: I think about connection. I think about connecting. And I think about, you know, the different the different roles that I've been in, the different industries that I've been in um you know i've i have experience working with salespeople, um with marketing folks data scientists data engineering and now with creatives and i attribute that to i guess this individualization strength um being able to connect with people um, and work with people from all different backgrounds I also think about like, well, why have I maybe been successful in this or what, have, what has drawn me to this? And I think it also comes down to just being really curious. Um, curious about, again, going back to individualization, but being curious about each individual, each person that I meet wanting to know, like, who are they aside from like their professional careers? Like, who are they this word curiosity just kind of keeps coming up for me. And I, I think that's what's also made me be able to kind of move around in these different industries within these different, you know, groups of people.
0: I love that, you know, just having that genuine interest and genuine curiosity and that is individualization. You really understand and you really value people's differences and unique perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Furman, what about you? How has this individualization strength benefited you personally or professionally?
3: I think professionally, uh, as a manager, I've been charged to uh, recruit and hire new associates. And I think it's helped me uh, have a good judge of character. I was thinking about uh, the number of people I've hired over the years. I've only been wrong a a few times. I have not been wrong a lot. Um, And I think because of my interest in people and listening and, and and sometimes comparing people, taking that experience and we were asking certain questions, really trying to get to the, to the to the meat of the question and to get a good sense of who the person is in front of me. And I think from all our interactions, I think collectively we store that somewhere. I know for myself, I'm storing that somewhere so I can compare this person with somebody else and say, well, that person did a really good job. This person reminds me of this person, so therefore... I feel pretty good about extending an offer to that individual. So I think it's having the ability to sort of look at everybody differently, but also at the same time, create these composites where, in, in my example, when I need to interview somebody, does this person remind me of somebody that I, we've had some success with? And I think that's helped me make some really good decisions from a hiring decision because we're just looking for the best people that are available to us and us having these conversations like I said, I feel like I've been pretty successful with that being to quickly assess people based on my interactions with people in, in the past.
0: Definitely.
1: So in coaching we talk about underused and overused skills a lot. You know, you may have the ability to perform certain types of work well, but perhaps you don't give yourself the time or the space to do that. That might be an example of an underused strength. But when you're overusing a strength, it might just be to the point where it isn't beneficial to you any longer. People who have individualization who are overusing that strength, sometimes might have difficulty making people decisions or they might make too many exceptions for individual requests or preferences. And I'm curious if any of you have ever found the need to manage that individualization strength, and if so, how you do it. So Casey, why don't we start with you? I think I have the tendency
2: to overuse this strength in the sense that sometimes making decisions can be, can be harder. It can be more, it, it could take more time or I just shy away from it and try not to make a decision. And so I think that can be not working in my favor. It
1: makes it hard to plan for lots of people at the same time, at least.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it just, it, it makes it hard to present a solid, um, like point of view, because the thing is, is that I like to see multiple points of views. And so I think it can sometimes be hard to narrow in or make a concrete decision on, okay, here's where I stand that sometimes gets in my way.
1: I see. And then when that happens,
2: how do you, how do you manage that? I think it, comes down to, you know, having to speak with either my manager or other people that are involved in the decision to help me narrow in on my decision more. It might just take more research kind of on my part, you know, or even making a something as simple as like pros and cons narrowing down from, you know,
1: based on that. Oh, I like that. That's simple, but effective advice. Sharon, what about you? Have you ever found that you needed to manage your individualization strength? And if so, how do you do it?
4: I very much agree with what what uh, was just said on that, and it's the the need to have that multiple points of view when you're making a decision. But then I, it's kind of a little bit of self talk to say, you know, you're definitely not going to meet the requirement of every single individual. Think of in my world, close to twenty thousand employees, we won't won't make everyone happy. So there's kind of a, a conversation that in my decision making that I I have to remember that.
1: Just be realistic, at least.
4: Yeah. Also, what comes to mind in that is in group situations, I'm better in a in a smaller group settings because I like um, to know how and understand how people are perceiving what I'm saying. I find that I overuse it then because I'm I'm always wondering, okay, are they? What are they thinking when I'm saying this? That is a little difficult sometimes.
1: Yeah, especially when you're so interested in in the individuals themselves. Right. Thank you. Furman, let me ask you, what's been your experience with this? Have you ever felt like you needed to manage your individualization strength? And if so, how have you done that? Either by overusing or underusing?
3: Yeah, I think I I think when I first started in my career, that was a bigger issue for me. But I'm hoping that time and more experience has made it easy cause some of it might've been not having enough confidence to be able to, to make a decision based on the information at hand. So I think you know something as simple as doing a schedule. I ha- always had to make sure that I knew what everybody was doing, what they needed. I always gave myself Fridays because everybody else was going out. And I said, well, I can take the Fridays. I'm not gonna, It's not gonna bug me as much. And there's other members of the team at the time didn't care. Like they just needed to do the schedule and move on and keep it moving. Whereas I was spending all this additional time trying to make sure the, the schedule was perfect for everyone's needs. And I think over time, as I got more confident in my role and just myself, I think I, I probably had that problem less. Again, as I've grown in my job and in my role and just getting more experience with myself to say, okay, it's okay to say no. Sharon's point, you're not going to make everyone happy. And I think that took me a while to really realize that where my nature is to be able to take it, trying to accommodate for everyone's needs to keep everybody happy or keep a, maybe not everybody happy, but have a, a steady state on them, yes. which I could operate in.
1: That makes sense. And I believe you have thinking themes like strategic, which might help you too. Like when you feel like you might be over-relying on the mm-hmm. individualization, it's like you can fall back on these thinking themes. That, that yeah, absolutely makes sense, um, that with your experience. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Kimberly, I just wanted to add a, a possible time where it can be underused. Um, I look in the, the project management and the change management world. If you, know, you go through and you make some changes without analyzing the needs of the different stakeholders. That could be an example of underusing, utilizing it. it.
1: Oh yeah. my gosh, that is, that is such an excellent point. Um, having worked with change management and it really does sometimes fall back on this one size fits all, like this is the way we're going to do it. And um, I don't know if there's enough customization always. That's a exactly. fantastic point. You guys,
0: this has been such a fascinating conversation. Would you mind going around the room and sharing a tip on how to successfully interact with people, whether it be professionally at work or if you live with someone who has the individual strength in their top five? Furman, why don't we start with you?
3: Yeah, I've been thinking about this tip um, because I think some of it is just natural, but I think some of our strengths are reaching out to folks and encouraging themselves to give their opinions. For myself personally, I, I'm always looking for the wallflowers and trying to engage those folks in a conversation or a project or and, you know anything that we need to done to recognize them, but also trying to bring them within the group and show that they have value. They're bringing something if I need something done so that I can reach out to those folks to, to get them engaged. So I think partly is don't be afraid to utilize everyone's gifts and, and reaching out when we do see those instances where people are not engaging, being the one that's going out, reaching out when you see somebody who seems to be outside, not have, not feeling confident and encouraging them to, again, be part of the, the event or the process or procedure, making sure they give their feedback. That's probably one tip just to make sure that if you're seeing something, definitely try to re, re, reach out to those folks so that they feel included.
0: Yes, definitely a little bit of validation there. Casey, what about you? Could you share a tip on how to successfully interact with someone who has the individualization strength or doesn't?
2: Whether you have the individualization strength or whatever strength is, you know, one of your top five is just to stay curious, ask questions, ask what if, ask why. This will serve you in many, many, many ways. I, I remember um, actually back in the days of when I was in healthcare, there was a course that I took. It was an unconscious bias you know, training course. and. That was one of the most kind of eye-opening courses for me. I mean, I, this was probably like five, six years ago for people that are looking for like, okay, what does this mean? Like, what are some tangible things that I can do? If you have an opportunity to take uh, like an unconscious bias training that could also help you put yourself in the shoes of other people, you know, take yourself outside of your own perspective and put yourself in somebody else's
0: shoes. That's great. Thanks for sharing Casey. and Sharon, what about you?
4: I think to work with someone with, the, with this in their top five, be conscious that no two people see things the same way. Give time to think and analyze and look at things differently. So look at different perspectives. And recognizing that when someone is working with their strength of knowing, you know, when you know that someone sees something a particular way, calling on that person, because when people are working with their strengths, um, they're, they're happier and more engaged in the conversation. That's something that's ringing loud and clear um, in
1: StrengthsFinder Gallup results. We want to thank you all so much for joining us today. Our guests today have been Casey Clymer, Furman Walker and Sharon McLaughlin. More information about the show and about our guests is available in our show notes. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and leave us a five-star rating and review an Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference in the number of people who see and listen to this podcast definitely
0: please do rate us and review us. And thank you guys so much for joining our panel today. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week when we'll highlight a new
1: strength. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Pivot Podcast. Join us next week for a brand new show and another exciting panel. We'll see you then.